Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Love Your Truth podcast. I am your host, Dr. Jen Chrisman, here with... Matthew Carolyn. Welcome back. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> so how was it for you last week? It was great. Yeah. I loved it, yeah. I've been doing it for a while, but this is kind of, you're just getting started on this journey of podcasting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, it feels really good, though. It feels like the, the next evolution of the work that we're doing. Agree completely. Yeah. And along those lines, I think that actually leads nicely into what's been on my mind and kind of on my heart and what I was thinking we could maybe chat a little bit about around this topic, this idea of evolution. And... You know, for me, right now, it's present, obviously, in the return of the Love Your Truth podcast, and I took a little bit of a detour, as we mentioned, and, you know, there was about a year where I switched it, had a different name, it was the Embodied Coach, and it was more, you know, it was aligned with the work that I do, certifying, training, mentoring coaches, but there was a, the, there was a, a, a realization on my part, that it wasn't totally in alignment, and that where we were going, it kind of just made sense to to change my mind and to to go back to my roots, to go back to what Love Your Truth always was intended to be, and in that process of changing my mind, right, there's an evolution, but there's also a lot of processing that needs to happen because I feel like we do not live in a world that supports us in changing our minds. I think about, um, you know, there's this shows up, I think, just in so many different ways of conflicts that we have with changing our minds, changing directions, um, what happens in our life and relationship that we have when we when we make hard right turns or we uh, as we evolve and change there's so many there's so many gifts that come with it but I think there's also so many consequences and I know that I'm not alone in this process of grappling with like how do I follow my truth how do I follow my truth when it might go against societal standards, right? Like changing your minds is not valued. Like we, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, what's coming to mind is a earth wisdom or an earth teaching, right? As I'm <clears throat> newly uh, growing vegetables and herbs in our backyard, right? Watching the pro- that process can teach me so much, right? And when we're talking about changing our mind or changing direction, right, it's like, okay, the seedling sprouts, and then two leaves emerge, right? And it's not done yet, but it took energy and time to create these two leaves, right? And then the plant realizes, okay, this isn't it. This isn't the fruit. This isn't the flower. So I come back. The energy comes back through the leaves down to the roots and grows a little bit more of a stem. And then that stem creates two more leaves, right? And this process goes on and on and on. And then eventually you get to the fruit, you get to the flower, right? And for us, okay, I'm going to try this thing out. Oh, it didn't work. I Let me just abandon everything and, like, start over. No, 
right? We, we are allowed to change our mind and change direction. And like you were saying, come back to your roots, right? And find a new shoot, a new stem that emerges, and then two more leaves come out, right? And we put time and energy into these new ideas. But over time, right, those ideas aren't wasted. Those leaves aren't wasted. Those leaves are helping create the foundation. They're absorbing the energy of the sun to create more growth, right? So we're taking our experiences that we've, the ideas that we learn from during these ideas that we're now changing our mind to, and we're continuing to take that with us, right? And continue to grow with those lessons um, through the changes until we get to the fruit, until we find the flower. Right. My mentor uh, used to say that it's all grist for the therapeutic mill. Um, I think it's, it's all information, right? Like you're saying, like every, every experience that we have, every lesson we learn, every you know, turn we take is giving us more information if we're open to it, guiding us back closer to what is right, what is true for us. And I think the the conflict that we come up against in this process is the reconciliation around what are other people going to think about me making this choice for yeah, myself. And I think even a deeper question is like, what am I going to think about myself? Because I already invested all of this time, all of this energy, all of this money, right, into going this way. And now this way is not working anymore. I'm not happy here. Yeah. It doesn't feel good anymore. Yeah, that was my experience, actually. I'm sure I've talked about this before, but that was my experience with grad school, was that I was in my third year of grad school and had my second internship placement. When I, I knew that I didn't love what I was doing. I didn't love the model of therapy. I didn't love the, I, I wasn't, there was an aspect of the paradigm that I knew wasn't right for me. But at that point, I felt like I had no other option because I had invested so much time and so much money into that path already. And I, because I felt like I had no choice. I had to keep going. I already, you know, I said yes to this, so I got to, you know, I got to stay with it and ended up, you know, 15 years later, <laughs> um, you know, in a situation that I'm still like working myself through and trying to reconcile, you know, I feel like life has a way of, of redirecting when it's not fully in alignment. And, you know, obviously everything that happened with my license and that whole experience was, you know, it was leading me closer to a truth that I had been too scared to acknowledge within myself. Too scared to what? To acknowledge that I, it wasn't the right path, mm-hmm. right? To, to, like, it was one of those, like, like a whisper. I knew, I knew it wasn't the right path, but I was too scared to act. It. I was too scared to walk away. I didn't, I didn't believe I had other options even at that point, right? And I think that that's so much of what we're conditioned to believe in our culture, in our society, the way that, you know, with, I, I think with the best of intentions. Yeah, right. <clears throat> and I think it's interesting too, noticing that like I was too afraid to make the change, but then the universe made the change for you, right? So there's like this aspect of, it was meant to happen anyways, right? So it's, uh, 
right for you to learn that lesson. Totally. Totally. Yeah. It's a very painful lesson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? And But can you look back now and see, like, oh, that's amazing. That's... Yes. Yes. And I think that there's still – I feel like I am still in the – I'm still in the reconciliation process. I'm still in, you know, and this is a conversation we've been having quite a bit lately about hindsight, right? Being 2020, you look back and and all of the pieces make sense. Um, but it's oftentimes not until after after the fact that you can look back and be like, wow, I, I get why it needed to happen. And so I'm I'm very thankful that I have I have that knowing. I have that sense of faith. I have that sense of belief. I still feel like there's a an aspect of my journey, my process, that is falling into place to make total sense. There's still um, healing that I'm still working through yeah, around yeah. my past and and my identity. You know, this was so much of my identity for so many years of my life. And my ego was so hooked into that identity that even though I can intellectually know it's going to make sense one day and I can deeply in my soul feel that sense of, you know, this was God doing for me what I couldn't do for myself. I'm still I'm still navigating the feelings of grief and loss and confusion around my my identity, my uh, the the feel, fear of perception, other people's opinions, you know, everything that comes when um you know when you put yourself in these situations to be seen in any way. Yeah. <clears throat> what's coming up uh what's coming to mind is another earth teaching actually from the river right we are in this flow of our soul's evolution right going down and then all of a sudden we're on this path for a while it feels really good it's really smooth it's really gentle and then all of a sudden we hit a waterfall right there's a change right in the elevation right there's a change in something and when we're inside of the waterfall it's really chaotic it's really challenging right imagine being like standing inside of a waterfall right you're not being able to understand or acknowledge how beautiful the waterfall is when you're standing in it when you're at the bottom of it right getting you know beat over the head with it uh, but you continue with the flow of your evolution right you continue down this river your soul's evolution of growth and change and over time you get far enough away from the waterfall that you can look back and see experience that it was that the waterfall is right as like so there is this aspect of following your soul's evolution that isn't always uh, going to be just one smooth river that's flowing so gently and amazing and beautiful right there's there's times where the water picks up there's times where it's there's a change of you know we come up and face a waterfall and, you know, I think these earth teachings might not be able to necessarily help us while we're in it, but they help us understand the process so that we can navigate through it with as much grace and as much ease as, as possible. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely, I mean, I think it's so important and so much value 
when you're in it to be able to kind of rise above to pull pull back a little bit and, and see a bigger picture of knowing that this this moment this this you know glimpse in time is not the entirety of your life it's a it's a moment and you know sometimes when you're in it it's really really hard yeah recognizing okay i'm in the waterfall i'm in this chaotic period of my evolution which is what it's needed right and i think if that's the it's such an important piece that if we focus on the chaos if we focus on the challenge right and part of our soul's evolution is asking the right questions right if we're asking why me right and like oh i can't catch a break oh right like we're missing the point we'll be stuck in that waterfall until we learn the lesson. So to speed up the process, right, we can start asking ourselves different questions. What, are, what is this wanting me to learn? What is this showing me about myself? What is the next part of this evolution? What am I being called to let go of? What am I being called to step into? What, you know, and really recognizing and asking the right questions to help expedite the process yeah it's like they say the quality of your life is determined by the quality of questions you ask yourself yeah and, and like right like to circle back to um, the hindsight part I forget how you said it right but the you know that life must be lived forward but it's understood best backward right um, and so it's important, right? We get these nudges all the time and we can, we, you know, we all can relate to this, right? Where it's like, oh, all of a sudden I got the urge to call someone I haven't talked to in two years, right? And you call the person and they're like, oh my God, I was just talking about you. I was just thinking about you, right? Those are the nudges, right? And of course they don't give us the whole, like, you know, okay, we're allowed to do this in this podcast, right? Our spirit guides are ancestors, guardian angels, whatever you want to call them, they don't give us the whole picture, right? They're not going to say like, oh, I'm going to take your license away because it's going to lead to this, right? They just give us like little pieces of this puzzle at a time, right? And so when we're asking the right questions, what we're actually doing is identifying the puzzle pieces, right? We're getting this small little answer. It doesn't make sense right now, but I'm understanding that it's asking me to grow more in this direction. Why? I don't know yet. I only have this little piece of the puzzle, right? And so we follow these nudges, we ask these questions, and we pick up the pieces to these puzzles. And then over time, right, we gather enough pieces of this puzzle, and we can all relate to this too, right, where we have these aha moments where we're like, holy shit, like this happened for this, and then this, and then this, and also... I could be right here in this moment, feeling this way, having this thought, creating this course, right? All of the things really add up to something really miraculous and amazing. But we can't, right? They, they don't give us the whole picture right away because if we did, if they did, we, what would we be learning, right? We, we need to, these processes help us evolve into the people that are, are, capable of of integrating it right and really understanding it and really starting to walk with this in a new way i'm curious 
for you. So, because what I'm thinking about actually as we're talking about this is thinking about uh, our first trip to, not our first trip to Costa Rica, but our first trip uh, when we, to drink ayahuasca. When we were in Costa Rica at Rhythmia and it was night three and the miracle happened for me uh, where, you know, for at Rhythmia they, they describe the miracle being the moment that your soul merges back with your body and they have like a 98% miracle rate of people who go through there. And, um, but it was this moment, this like split second that happened inside of this medicine ceremony where I saw every single moment of my life, every, every second of my life all of a sudden made so much sense because it just like every experience, every memory, everything I'd ever been through kind of collapsed in on itself. And, and I was shown this, like, this is it. This was like, it all happened exactly that way to get me there. And, you know, it was, it's a concept that is talked about a lot. It's a concept that I think so many of us are striving towards. And for me personally, the, the, integration into every cell of my body of like the the true knowing right not just like intellectually understanding but feeling at a cellular level the truth of this experience happened inside of a plant medicine ceremony not everyone's walking a plant medicine path not everyone is drinking ayahuasca and I'm curious for you actually did you ever have that experience before embarking on this or I, I think that like how does one like thoughts suggestions um like guidance for people like how do we how do we look for it how do we find it yeah so yes it was happening for me before medicine however was it, it happening it was happening but were you aware I, of it? I was not fully there, aware yeah. of it like there was like a there was a like a knowing but it was very vague it was very Maybe, maybe it's happening, maybe it's not. Wishful thinking, yeah, it's nice to feel that way, but I can't really know for sure. Um, you know, and it's interesting, especially in regards to um, what I now know to be my spiritual mother, the spirit of the wind, right? Um, multiple times in my life, the wind would show up when I was asking God for support and advice, like, fucking give me a sign, right? Like, I'm lost, give me a sign, the wind would show up every time. Uh, not every time, but when I was, like, really lost, really scared, really unsure of, of what was happening, my life, my path, the wind showed up all of the time, right? And it made me feel good. There was, like, a reprieve, but it wasn't until walking with plant medicine that I really understood what that was and why that was happening. Um, and so... Yeah, I think that there is, right, like in the, the guidance is always there. How much do we want to be aware of it? How much are we present and open to finding it? Yeah, right? I think that's really key is really like I want to be so clear and like really acknowledge that medicine is not the only way to, to, to get there. It's not the only way to access these experiences. It happens to be for both of us. I think the kind of you know the the the, the fast train 
that we were able to take to get there. But exactly what you're saying is that with enough willingness, right, like the willingness to seek it out, to the willingness to find it, the willingness to challenge the ego, the voice of doubt, the voice of skepticism, the voice of despair and victimhood and all of the, the ways that our smallness will fight for its place. Yeah, and even with plant medicine, right, there's, that's still relevant. Yes. Right? It's, it's a remembering that, you know, and there's also parts of, like, there's definitely parts of it that are knowing. Like, they're not up for debate for me, within me and my own belief system. Uh, however, there is, there is still no matter-of-fact way of knowing exactly, right, which is why this spiritual path is, or, you know, people that follow the path of spiritual seekers um, it's so important to remain grounded, right? To really try these theories on, try these beliefs on, try these teachings on and see how they really feel, see how they fit, right? And, you know, without the doubt, right? Okay, I have this part of me, my ego is really wanting to doubt this. Well, let me try it on without the doubt. Let me just believe for a second. Let me try faith for a second, Right? And then we can always pick up the doubt, right? I always say that faith and doubt are the double-edged sword. And both are needed to kind of cut through to find the truth, right? Blind faith is really dangerous. Just having doubt without faith, also really dangerous, right? And so both are needed with discernment to really cut through to the truth of, of, of what you're wanting to understand and what you're wanting to know. With everything in life. You know, so how do we, how do you balance that? How do you balance doubt and faith? I mean, that is the ultimate, that's the million dollar question, right? Right, I think, yeah, because I think you kind of tend to err on the side of, of doubt. doubt, and I <laughs> tend to lean more into faith. Totally. Right, but I think that we both do it sometimes in an unbalanced way. Right, like that, I could question a little bit more, and that you could lean into faith a little bit more, um, you know. And thank God we have each other to like balance that out and help support each other in that leaning. But I do think that there is that aspect of you're you're far to the side of doubt. I'm really far into the side of faith. And how does that talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I mean that is my path. That is my work. It's. Um like you said, right, it's a blessing and a curse. It, it, it is a double-edged sword of, um, I, you know, the, the, like one of my, one of my passengers, if you will, is she's very skeptical and it's a survival mechanism, right? It's a very young, very uh, deep-rooted, entrenched, survival mechanism for me to be skeptical to be uh, doubtful to question everything and uh, I think that there's a lot of value to that I think that there when when used in right relationship it can be um, a really uh, protective you know, like it really, it can protect you from being taken advantage of. It can protect you from being um, swept up in things. And, um, you know, it, it. however, it's also 
very much rooted in fear. And for me personally, it's, you know, my ego's fear of being wrong, my ego's fear of um, not knowing something or, um, you know, like needing to know things, right? So, so when I, you know, the, it's very, it's very 3D, right? It's, it's only like the skeptic only exists in the material, right? Like that's where it can make sense of things, make sense of life. When you start opening yourself up and you start exploring the, the world of faith, which exists beyond the 3D, right? You're confronted with questions that might not have any answers. You're confronted with um, beliefs that have no, there's, they're not founded in what my eyes can see, my ears can hear, and my fingers can touch. Yet. Yet. <laughs> right? Going back to the hindsight of understanding things backwards, right? You know, for me, I think what helped me get more into faith was not actually like, you know, and this comes back to the grounded spirituality, right? But there was like a, you know, uh, let me start with doubt when I was in doubt, right? I was questioning if I was even capable of living a life that was drug free, right? Living a sober life, like any type of life without drugs, like there was so much question around that, right? Like I, in, in that time period of my life, there was only doubt. I had zero faith in myself that I was even capable of going one day, let alone, you know, half a day, right? Without any type of substance. So I started to pray about it, right? For the first time in my life, walking this path of medicine, right? I'm starting to pray about it. Um, and then the miracle happens, right? And, and I can maybe share that story another day, but, um, right? And so during, but during that time, as the miracle is happening, right? It's not, it's happening for me, but there's still like work to do on my end, right? And because I was able to do that work on my end, what happened was like I opened up this new doorway to trusting myself. And I think self-trust plays such a big role in faith, right? And that transfer from doubt to faith, right? And so the more we ask ourselves the right questions, the more we learn the lessons and integrate them, the more faith we're going to create. Because why? Because, okay, I'm going through this challenging situation, but it's okay. Because I trust that, one, the universe is doing the work on their side, and that, two, I'm going to do the work on my side. So I'll ask the right questions. Maybe not right away, but eventually I'll get to asking myself the right question to understand the lesson and to allow the process to unfold. Right. And so that self-trust in that piece of trusting myself that I have the faith externally and internally, right, helps relieve the the doubt. Right. But it takes, like you said, without the tangible evidence, it's really hard. Right. And so we start to create tangible evidence by asking the right questions, doing the integration work, right, making the shift, making the change, seeing the benefit. Right. And those tangible things help encourage and lead to more faith 
in less doubt. Yeah, and I mean, I think we can even, I mean, we can turn to science to support this. It's the observation bias, which is we always find what we're looking for. And if you're looking for doubt and skepticism, you're going to find it. And if you're looking for the examples of faith in action, you're going to find it. And, you know, for me personally, it's been such a journey of conscious choice and knowing that to my default because of survival is to go into the fear and skepticism and doubt and worry and hide and I'm not safe in this world and consciously choosing that that is not how I want to live my life. I want to live my life in faith and it's uncomfortable and it stretches me and it might not necessarily be my default but I'm going to make it a priority to seek it out, to look for it, and, and with it to tolerate all of the discomfort that comes when, when I'm standing over on that side of the continuum. Because, you know, it's like I move into a moment of faith. I move into action, faith in action, taking steps, you know, choosing to believe in possibility, open myself up, and what happens, right? The voice of doubt, the voice of skepticism, the voice of the ego starts, you know, whispering and then starts yelling and gets very loud and, you know, all of the stories and all of the, are you sure about this? And what if this is wrong? And what if so-and-so thinks this of you? And all of the things, and I have to learn how to, navigate how to like how do I you know not just give in to every feeling that I'm having but to hold the bigger picture of the life that I'm choosing for myself and and again like there's a there is an aspect of this of like the deeper knowing like the deeper knowing is is faith right my, my truth is faith but my fear likes to hide the truth from me. My fear likes to show up disguised as, so my fear shows up disguised as truth, even though it's not really what I believe. Yeah, and I think, you know, something to, important to recognize is that it's not one or the other, right? And when we get caught up in like, okay, doubt is here and I'm only focusing on doubt, when we give it that much attention, there's no room for faith. Right. So the goal, I believe, is making room for both faith and doubt. Right. And there is so many different modalities and tools that help us open and expand to being able to hold multiple uh, ideas at the same time. Right. Breath work. I think, you know, the more I'm sitting with and working with cacao, the more I'm seeing how expanding that is for me to be able to hold multiple feelings, multiple yeah. thoughts, multiple ideas. Um, and it, so there's different modalities that we have. And again, right, taking a deep breath, a deep inhale is expanding, right? So when I'm in this moment, let me come back to my breath of, of taking some slow, deep inhales to expand, to be able to make room for more than just the doubt, the limitation, the suffering, the fear that is wanting to take over. Um, so there is tools besides plant medicine that we use that are more than 
helpful uh, in that regard and in that process as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, really just emphasizing that piece of, you know, honoring the complexity of the human experience. And that's one of the, the pillars of the work that I've always done and what I've always advocated for is really creating space within ourselves where we can hold all of these complexities, hold all of uh, the hypocrisies even that exist within us that do, you know, not just, it's so much more than duality, right? Because I feel like duality, we really, even that is kind of undermining the dynamic nature of the human experience. And, you know, it's that piece of like really being an acceptance of, uh, like for myself, right? I am someone who, uh, as we've mentioned, and, you know, I really do believe that uh, I'm, you know, walking a very deep spiritual path and really focused on my conscious evolution. And I also can be quite skeptical at times. I also continue to come up against doubt. I, um, you know, have built so much in my life and created so much in the way of businesses and and this and that. And I still am like, oh gosh, what are people going to think that I changed the name of the podcast again? Uh, That all of these aspects can coexist and, and, they all contribute to who I am as a whole person. Yeah, and I think those those things don't go away. We just need to get them out of the way. Totally, right? That it's moving from the driver's seat to the back of the bus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't have to get off, but you can't be driving. Yeah, you can't be driving. Totally. You know, this, you know, I call it earth school, right? Because um, we're all here to learn. We're all here to evolve. Whether we're recognizing it or not, that's why we're here. You know, we're here to grow, unfold, bring something, you know, beautiful into this planet. Um, You know, everything in this planet is working in perfect harmony. You know, there's sand from the Sahara Desert that gets wind carries up to the airstream and then the airstream carries it into the ocean the sand grain of sand hits the ocean and starts create algae right which starts this whole food pyramid for the ocean right the wolves eat the bison so the bison don't eat all the grass so the grass can house the insects and the smaller animals right everything in this on this planet has a purpose everything and we fit into that system this perfectly designed harmonic system and we fit into it. And so as humans are, how do we fit into it? Where do I fit into it? Right? What is my role? What is my purpose? Right? Is, and so, and here's why the, like, I, why I'm kind of explaining this first is my understanding and the, what I believe is that our guides, angels, beings, whatever on the other side, we're like celebrities to them. They want to help us evolve. They want to help us fulfill our purpose on this life. Why? Because we came down to the hardest school in the entire universe, right? Where shit is hard, where we have to overcome, 
where we have to face challenges, where we have to live out this human experience. It's so hard. Right? <laughs> and so they're looking at us like we're the superstars. Right? Like they want to support us in this growth because they, they know how beneficial it is, how rewarding it is, right? At the same time, right? Like we talked about in our last episode, the depth of our struggle determines the height of our success, right? And there is a point in our life that does happen through a spiritual awakening where we, in the beginning, maybe we learn from pain, right? We allow pain to be our teacher. And so they're like, okay, right? Our guides up there are like, oh, look at pain's working. Pain's helping them grow and evolve, right? And so they're like, okay, more pain, more pain, more pain, right? And then we get to a point through our, a spiritual awakening where it doesn't have to be hard right, where faith starts to kick in and we have a little bit more trust, a little bit more understanding. We've picked up more pieces of this puzzle and have a clearer picture a little bit of what our purpose is. And so we stop learning from pain and we start learning from joy, love, understanding, compassion. And now our guides are like, great. They're no longer, pain is not working for them anymore. Now here, let's give them joy let's give them love this is what's helping them evolve and grow and and evolve to fulfill their life's purpose what they chose what that soul incarnated with this purpose of understanding right and so this human experience how would we know joy without challenge right how would we know light without shadow right and i get that that's tossed around so much but I really want to to uh, like hammer home that like the, the we need to go through this right to understand the other side of it. So we need to go through doubt to understand faith and vice versa, right? And so there's certain levels of of things that we grow through and go through so that we can fully understand the other side of it as well, right? Um, yeah, it was interesting. My teacher, Kai, one time he told me, because I, you know, I always feel like, you know, battling addiction was such a huge fucking dark energy shadow part of the human experience. Like, it's so fucking dark. And I always thought, because I, like, bought one, right, that I was, like, so protected on the other side, right? Like, I had all of these spirits and guides that were protecting me because I fought a good fight. Right, right? And, and, it, it, and it didn't make sense for you to still be here. Like, something had to be going on. Yeah, and my teacher, Kai, actually said something so beautiful and so profound that made so much sense. He said that it, that it wasn't, it's not that there's, you know, so many angels protecting you. Right. And so many spirit guides protecting you. He's like, but what you did is you turned that demon, that darkness and brought it into the light. And just as powerful as that demon was in the darkness, it's just as powerful in the light. now, Right. So it's the same energy that just was transmuted. And now it's such a force for light in this world. Um, which I think is really profound, right? So understanding that when we overcome these challenges,
when we overcome struggles, whether self-imposed or external, right, we are transmuting that energy into something that it was as hard as it was. Now it's that it's equally as powerful on the other side, right? So as as strong as your doubt is, right, your faith will be just as strong. If I allow it to be. If we allow it to be. Yeah. And I think that's the important piece is, like, you know, all of these, right? Like, what are the, there's so many common themes that I think weave their way in, into all of, you know, every, whatever angle we're looking at it from, you know, the, the courage that it takes to be willing to, to stand in that, to be willing to choose the conscious evolution of self. Yeah, one of my favorite favorite definitions of courage comes from I can't remember and I really want to give credit because it's one of my favorite ones it's uh and it's, I'm drawing a blank on it right now but their definition of humility or courage is humility in action mm. right which I love so much because what does that mean it means I'm going to allow myself to try something new and I'm going to do it anyways. Yeah. I'm going to try something that really scares me that I'm not good at, and I'm going to do it anyway. And what is the humility does is it allows us to bypass the ego that just wants to be good at it right away. Right? Or the humility even, to, not even necessarily like good at something, but even like, you know, just taking risks of vulnerability to be seen, right? Like just circling back to like what we started with in the first place, which is like coming back to the Love Your Truth podcast, right? Like changing your mind course correcting, redirecting, like any of these. It's not even like, oh my God, am I going to be good at the Love Your Truth podcast? Yeah, sure. Like <laughs> been there, done that, right? It's, but like courage of, of people seeing the humanity of choices and minds changing and being okay saying like, okay, I tried this. It didn't work. Yeah. Right. To, yeah, to keep going. Right. To keep learning, to keep making mistakes, to right, like, okay, so I'm wanting to move from doubt to faith and it doesn't happen overnight. So I'm going to stop. Like, I can't do it. Okay. It's too hard. I'll give up. Right. But the humility in action allows myself to continue to go. Fuck, I'm learning. Yes, this is hard, but I'm going to keep going. Right. I'm going to keep showing up and keep learning, keep evolving, keep trying this. Okay. That didn't work. I'll try this. Right. And I keep going understanding that each thing that doesn't work is information to guiding me towards what will work yeah you know and having the humility to understand that process takes is the courage Uh right that's the courage to allow ourselves to learn to allow ourselves to unfold and follow our purpose and change our minds and follow the nudges and learn from the experiences. Go against the grain mm-hmm. of what's expected and what other people tell us we should be and how it should look and what we should be doing. So what are you facing right now? What's asking you to be courageous in your life? Yeah, I think this podcast is one of the things that is, is you know, being asked, right, to step more out onto a bigger stage um, to share more of my experience, more of my story. I actually think, because uh, I was going to ask you this a few minutes ago, um, I 
like I'm curious your process because I know you kind of went through this a little bit around your 180 that was done in your life um you know going from fitness professional soul cycle extraordinaire drug addict to now the path that you're walking of you know spirituality and earth wisdom and being a a spiritual guide and medicine carrier and facilitator and I know that you grappled for a while like what are people gonna think like 90% of your Instagram following knows you as Matthew C from Soul Cycle what are they gonna think about like me standing in this place yeah you know I it doesn't yeah, that was weighing really heavy on me in the beginning. Um, and the reason why I think it was weighing on me heavy in the beginning is because I wasn't ready to step in to that. I still had a lot to learn uh, about this work. Um, you know, and so following the steps, right? Following the nudges, continuing to step in, right? Has now created the space inside of me where I'm like, of course, this is what I do. This is who I am. Right? And so there's no hesitation. There's no more, like, you know, who, who am I? This is who I am. You know, like I've, I've uncovered, <clears throat> I've uncovered a couple truths about myself. You know, um, there's always more to uncover, but I've, I've uncovered, I've remembered some of these truths. Um, and it's so exciting. That's what keeps me going to, you know, seeking more you know it feels good when you find them um but in the beginning yeah it was there was imposter syndrome there was what are people gonna think um you know and it took some discernment on my end too right like you know it uh it rhythmia they say (laughs) you know when you get home from this experience don't go to the top of the mountain and start screaming it from the top of the mountain because people are going to think you're crazy I think some of your family might still think we're crazy. Yeah, you know, and that's exactly what I did, right? Right. I went to the top of the mountain. I came back and was like, oh, my God, ayahuasca this, ayahuasca that, right? And people looked at me like I was crazy because it wasn't integrated. It was like I just had the experience and it wasn't integrated. It wasn't – I wasn't walking that path yet. And now – walking this path right people seeing the shifts feeling the change right they now that now i can speak about it right because and i don't even have to necessarily share about it but a lot of people will come and like what did you do what are you doing now right this is what i'm doing right you're you've changed so much right great amazing thank you right and this is how i did it yeah it's the difference between like who i wanted to be Right, it was somebody I wa- I wanted to be that. Yeah. Versus now, I feel like because of all the integration, because of the work I've done, I am that. Integrity. Integrity. Yeah. Yeah. And so bringing that that back to where you're at right now, and and what you're facing in your life, it's calling for courage. This podcast this platform what's being asked of you 
Yeah, to continue to share, share more about my experience, what I'm doing in the world, and, and really just to be of service. You know, I feel like my purpose in life is that, is to serve. Um, and that capacity to serve has always been there, but it has changed along the way. Right? The different ways that I serve have changed. They have evolved. They have grown. And now this is where I'm at in my place of service to humanity, to myself, to my family, to my community, um, you know, is to be of service. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, just kind of wrapping that all up, I think, you know, we kind of put a nice little bow on it, this whole topic of, you know, the courage that it takes to stand in your truth. Right? the courage that it takes to um, to shed the, the the layers, the stories of what's not serving you, to um, make choices to show up, to be seen, to get bigger, to course correct, um, and it's really it's really hard to do sometimes in the moment, but the reward. It's so worth it. Yeah, you know, and I think, you know, again, circling back to that double-edged sword, right? I was in hiding for so long, right? Wearing so many masks, hiding behind, not letting people know about my addiction, you know, not letting, like, so much shit, right? Lying, manipulating, all of these things. Now, from this place of where I'm at now, the truth is the only thing that matters. Like, I don't have the capacity to, I mean, I probably do have the capacity to lie, but there's no part, like, I under I can understand how damaging that is to myself, my own life, right? Not just the, the people that are being affected by it, but, you know, that, to, so to stand in my truth now is, like, my, it's my shield. It's the thing that protects me from, mm. from anything else right the external things right as long as i'm standing in my truth and 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 i'm walking in integrity i'm protected right I, I, there's nothing that i need to hide everything is open everything is transparent i'm i'm an open book willing to learn willing to teach willing to help willing to serve right Re willing to be helped willing to you know allow support community to give support and all of these things all because i know how damaging it is to hide yeah yeah you know i think that is a beautiful place for us to wrap this one up thank you so much for tuning in thank you so much for listening yeah i love this topic this one was great yeah it's fun yeah. to see where it goes. Yeah. Again, just kind of the organic conversation. I'm like, here's what's on my heart. Let's chat. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Feels good. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening to us, and we'll see you next week. Okay.